controversial rapper Lil Nas X comes out to give an explanation concerning some of his recent blasphemy and even talks about the mental toll that it's been taking on him as we look at his most recent video and how others have responded to his assault on Jesus Christ. And we also look at how NBC edited out a speech that talked about Jesus when playoff winning quarterback C.J. Stroud attempted to give him glory, as many in the media have continued to suppress the name of Jesus. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at not only Lil Nas X and you know, we want to look at him about as little as possible, but we do want to pray for him, um, especially with what's been going on in a video we're going to be sharing here in a second. But also, there's some good things happening uh, where it does seem like the Lord is getting a lot of glory for things that are taking place even on the gridiron. But before we get into that, we would love for you to click like on this video as well as subscribe to the Good Fight Ministries YouTube channel. And if you're listening via podcast, Make sure to leave a five-star review. All of that is only said at the beginning of these episodes so that we can get these messages out all the more, and they're just in front of people's faces. So with all of that, let's get into this a little bit because I not only saw, and before I even saw the new music video, and in all honesty, I didn't want to watch it, especially after the previous things that Lil Nas X had come out with. But when I saw his response to how he was responded to, and some of this is not from the music video, some of these responses are for TikToks that he made promoting his new album and something he called the Christian era that he's in now. And I got to be honest, just that idea of an era and making Jesus an era, that's a big problem because if he truly knew the truth of the gospel. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2 that it would be better to never know the way of righteousness than to know it and to go back to the world. That you would be like a pig after he's being washed going back into the mire. You'd be like a dog that is returning to its vomit. And I can tell you this, if you want to take Christianity as an era, the truth is is it's going to be worse for you on the day of judgment. And so I just want to put that out there right now for anyone that may think, I'll get right with the Lord later, or I just want to have this party time while I'm in college, or uh, you know, I'll get right and I'll do this later. Uh, God holds his breath in your hand. Don't think you have a chance to think that you can do that to the Lord and it's all going to be okay in the end. And so even though he has been blasphemous, disgusting, and saying horrible things, mentioning getting down on his knees and not to pray. Uh, But regarding this Christian era, he's come out with this blasphemous video that does point to a lot of different things and make references to not only Moses and uh, Noah's Ark, but also Jesus himself. And a lot of people are very, very upset about this and have even warned him, many celebrities that many of which uh, we can't even play a lot of their clip because it has so much profanity and so forth in it, but many of which have come out against his behavior and the things he's doing specifically against Jesus. And this dude and I is the most disrespectful I've ever seen in my life. Bro, find you something else to play with besides Jesus. If you don't believe in Jesus or none of that, and 
Just just don't play with it at all, bro. You ain't got to believe in it, but don't play with that, bro. I'm going to be honest with y'all, bro. Listen, this is not it. This is really not it, bro. I got a lot of people that are very close to me in my chat. And we just not, we not rocking with the, with this, with this chat. It's just, it's super disrespectful. It's wrong. Yo, Lil Nas X, God gonna handle you in the right way. I, I didn't even talk about that yet, bro. But look, God gonna handle you, bro. And you're, bro. What he did? No, bro. What he did? No, bro. God gonna handle that. Real did he do? Nah, bro. I'm not even gonna explain it, bro. But bro, no. He's extremely you disrespectful, gotta... bro. He disrespect. He disrespectful. Okay, tell bro. me how he disrespected, cause bro, you can't be on that bad time. I'm just sitting in the corner on bad timing. Go on his page, bro. Hey yo. He disrespect. Pause. He disrespect. He disrespect, he disrespect God himself. One of the things that's interesting, whether believer or non-believer, and uh, I, you know, watching people come out against, why would you do something like this? But hearing that God's gonna get you, and the truth is, is the Bible does say for us, for believers that we need to make sure that we recognize this vengeance is mine, I will repay. That's the Lord's job to do all of that. But we also recognize that a person reaps what they sow. And so as you continue to sow these things, you're going to reap corruption and destruction into your life. And that's exactly what he's doing. And it's a sad thing to watch that happen. But with all of that, he has come out with a video responding, and as mentioned, you're going to hear a number of things that he says here, but some of them are not from the music video. Some of them are from TikToks he's made, but you have to hear this because it does seem that some of it is bothering him, and the Bible does say that the wrath of God currently, right now, abides on the non-believer, where we don't have that as believers. We don't have the wrath of God. We're covered in the Lord Jesus Christ. We've gone from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous son. We do not have any wrath upon us, but the non-believer has that on a daily basis. And Satan just does a really good job of putting nice little uh, shiny things in people's ways so they don't pay attention to the wrath of God that is currently abiding on him. But listen to what he says about the mental toll that it's been taking on him. Hello, everybody. Um, I wanted to not necessarily apologize, but I wanted to explain like where my head at and where it's been for like the last week. So first of all, when I did the artwork, I knew like there would be some upset people or whatnot, uh, simply because, you know, religion is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. But I also didn't mean to like mock this wasn't like a you to you people um you to the christians like you know it wasn't it was not that it was literally me saying oh i'm back i'm back like jesus like that was like the whole thing i'm not the first person to dress up as jesus i'm not the first rapper i'm not the first artist and i won't be the last um and i know like given my history with you know the call me by your name video anything that i do related to religion can be seen as like mockery that just was not the case with this and i will say though with the communion video with me eating the crackers and juice i thought that video was going to be the video to lighten the mood to take it down like less serious or whatnot i thought that was something that we all wanted to do with kids or whatnot but i didn't understand the idea of um you know, the reality of what it is, you know, it's me eating the communion, which is like the symbolism of like Jesus's blood and, and bones or something like that. I don't remember com completely, but um, 
I did not mean it to as like a cannibalism thing or whatever the freak. But I do apologize for that. I will say I am sorry for that. That that was overboard. Though I'm I don't agree with all of Christianity's rules or whatnot. I know not everybody follows Christianity by the book 100% or, you know, the world would be a lot crazier. Um, but I do apologize for that. Uh, what was I going to say? This is not like to try to get everybody on my good side or whatnot. This is more so to clear my own head about my own decisions. I know, I know like, you know, I, I messed up like really bad this time. Um, and I can act unbothered all I want, but it's, it's definitely like taking a mental toll on me. I know this is not going to be like an immediate, like swift, everybody like moves forward or whatnot, but I do want my Christian fans to know that I am not against you. I was put on this earth to, you know, bring people closer together and promote love. And like, that's, that's who I am. I'm, I'm not like some... I'm not like some evil demon guy trying to destroy everybody's values and stuff like that. That's that's not me. Now, there are quite a few things there, you know, whether he's genuine or disingenuous. At this point, what I want to do is address some of those points. And a little bit later on the show, I'm going to be bringing Pastor Joe on to address those points as well. Some of them uh, that he wants to dig into because there are a lot of things he said here. You know, religious is a sense or religion is a sensitive topic. I know it's really hard. I didn't mean to mock, right? And he said he just wanted to be back like Jesus. And of course, he crucifies himself. This is imagery that has been used by a number of people, whether it's Tupac or you were talking about uh, Kanye West as well or you were talking about Kendrick Lamar, or you were talking about Madonna, which is the one that I would think is actually most parallel here with her song, Like a Prayer. And if you understand the lyrics, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but the lyrics are about sexual innuendo, uh, but yet using a form of Jesus to describe it. And these things are very upsetting for a number of people, and they should be. If this doesn't disgust you and you see things happening like this with Jesus, I don't know how much you have in common with Paul. I mean, when you look at Acts chapter 17, it says when he saw even the pagan idols, that it stirred his spirit. It upset his spirit. I hope that we would get upset from these sorts of things. And when you can no longer even blush at the blasphemy that takes place, I think we also need to check our hearts. And I want to talk a little bit about the communion stuff that he was talking about. And I watched the video. It looks like it's in a setting of a church and he's sitting there throwing communion down and obviously the grape juice that he has out in front of him and then says, oh, I didn't know. I thought, you know, as a kid, we all wanted to just eat the grape juice and eat these crackers. And so we didn't know what it was about. Now, you can have a rebellious child who doesn't pay attention to anything and not know what it's about. Or you could, you know, have a situation where wherever he was going as a child, it seems like uh, that wasn't expressed to them that this is the the blood and the body of Jesus Christ, that it is a lot of, for every church that I know of, the pinnacle of most of those services. Some do it, you know, monthly and bi-monthly and so forth. But I know for us at Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, we have communion every single week in order to make the, honestly, the gospel presentation and the pinnacle of the service of the Lord's Day on the first day or on on the first day of the week the day that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and we get to do that representing and expressing the gospel and we get to do that as 
a church as we come together expressing this very important thing that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was pierced for our transgressions, that he was bruised for our iniquities, and to mock it, to act like, oh, I had no idea this would be a mockery. I think that is very, very disingenuous. And one of the things he said about Christians that, oh yeah, if they really followed it, the world would be crazier. Yeah, it would just be crazy if everyone loved Jesus with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength, if everyone loved their neighbor as themselves. It would just be radically crazy. It would be crazy because you wouldn't be sleeping with a man. It would be crazy because you wouldn't be making music videos where you take a stripper pole down to hell and dance and gyrate on top of Satan. It would be crazy because you wouldn't have te- you wouldn't have shoes that were Satan's shoes that were supposedly filled with real blood on them advertising Satan and his fall. Yeah, it would just be crazy not having all of the sexual promiscuity and then the death that happens to little babies inside of a womb because of all that promiscuity. Yeah, it would just be crazy. But the truth is, it wouldn't be crazy, and we are going to see that reality. And sadly enough, if Lil Nas X or anyone else does not bow their knee to Jesus now, they will be bowing it later because Philippians chapter 2, when talking about the death of Jesus, the fact that even though he found equality with God, not something to be grasped on, but actually emptied himself by not taking out of, but putting on the very form of a man. And not only the form of man, it says, made himself lower, lower than the angels. Not only did he die, but he died a death on a cross. But guess what? He will be exalted and every knee will bow. That includes Lil Nas X, whether he's joking or otherwise, mocking our Lord Jesus Christ, or anyone else who does not turn from this world and turn to Jesus Christ, you're still going to bow down. Whether that is in judgment or in praise because of the salvation that you have in Christ, you are still going to bow the knee because of how awesome our God is. And joking about it and mocking it, this needs repentance. And this poor person, I don't want to know. I don't want to, I, I, sadly, we will be there and we will see it on the day of judgment, but I hope that he repents and turns and anyone, everyone else does. But I don't want to leave on a sour note. And so we have a very positive note. And I want you guys to hear this because we get to see really these juxtapositions because there is a young quarterback right now who's playing really well. And that is CJ Stroud and CJ Stroud uh, was from the uh, University of Ohio State. And he was also now drafted high and put on this Texans team that everyone in Houston that everyone thought was not going to do very well. And he is now the youngest player ever to win a game in the playoffs in terms of a quarterback. Just incredible. And every single game, he's been giving glory to Christ. And it's actually really a beautiful thing. And I don't know his whole walk, but you got to hear it yourself. A lot of this stuff seems really legitimate in terms of at least the expression of his mouth, of his faith. More than ever, just thank God. Thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, man. I, um, it's been a blessing. It's been a, a heck of a year. And I thank God I can just go another week with my teammates. Like, um, this is like a dream come true as a, as of a, like, um, how close you are as a team. Like, we're really, really close. I mean, we have a lot of God-fearing brothers on the team and God-fearing sisters on the staff. So um, I think definitely God is at the forefront of our minds, and we, we play for audience of one. Uh, even when everything is going crazy, you can lock in and just have peace, you know. So um, I'm, I'm blessed enough to even have a leader like D'Amico who, who's open with his faith. You know, it's hard. Like, people hold you to a standard, and, 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 and that's what we want as Christians. You know, we're, we're holding our own crosses, and we're trying to be like Christ as much as possible. And we make mistakes. Um, we're not perfect, you know, but at the same time, we know that with God, we can do all things with Christ that strengthens us. So um, just really blessed to, to be part of just a, a great group of God-fearing men. 
we hear that and, and it's such a, a great an encouragement and hopefully, you know, and keep praying that he stays on the straight and narrow as long as he's on it. Um, but also what you're going to see is NBC editing out. Watch this side by side clip. You're going to see this NBC editing out him talking about Jesus. I mean, your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been. But first and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing. And don't think that CJ's the only one that a bunch of different news media and NFL themselves, the Redskins as well, you're going to see... Not only that, we've seen shirts have to be turned inside out. We've seen a number of things that it seems like we're seeing the name of Jesus being edited out as to not offend. Not only in the NFL, but something that happened a few years ago in the UFC is this clip of Yoel Romero trying to tell people not to forget about Jesus. Now, people thought that he said no more gay Jesus, and but you're going to see what he was saying is don't forget about Jesus, but English is his second language. But I want you to hear the response of Dana White about what he wants you to do with Jesus if you're somebody who wins a great fight. And I want you to know, do you not care about and do you not want to hear about Jesus whenever we get a chance? Hey, Miami! Hey, Florida! Listen, people, listen, listen! What happened to you, USA? What's going on, you? Forget for the, the best of the best of the world. The name is Jesus Christ. Wake up, USA. Go for Jesus. No forget Jesus, people. Of course, you weren't in Florida. Bit of a controversial moment, Yo Romero. And I know this is a very positive thing. I'm not trying to rain on that parade. Quite frankly, I don't feel like it was as controversial as some may, may think. But I just wanted to get your take on what happened. No, it wasn't controversial at all. But the reality is this. You just won the biggest fight of your career, you know? Um, America doesn't want to hear your thoughts on Jesus. And, you know, keep that stuff at home. Religion, politics, all that stuff. When you're out there fighting and you're being interviewed, they want to hear about the fight. It's awesome that you love Jesus. Love Jesus all you want. Just don't have to do it publicly. Yeah, so according to Dana White, nobody wants to hear about your Jesus. Just get to the fight. And I want to talk to Joe about not only that, but Lil Nas X and so so forth. And we wanted to bring him on to make some comments on that. So, Pastor Joe, I mean, you're hearing that. No more. Some people thought it said no more gay Jesus. Some people say this. But either way, uh, Pastor Joe, we're looking at this and we're like, what's going on here? Yeah, uh, the name, the only name on heaven by which we may be saved, the name of Jesus. No one wants to hear it. Well, there's more professing Christians, not that they're all real, than anybody else in the world. So that's ridiculous. But leave your politics. We don't want the politics and, you know, religion, you know, brought in. And yet he, one of the last fights, you know, he marches out with Donald Trump, you know, in tow with Donald Trump. I was like, okay, yeah, leave everyone at home. Is what he really means. Leave. He can bring anybody in. Just leave Jesus at home. And we know what that is, you know. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting. And I hope. This was a little. Uh, this is a little bit ago that this happened, and but every time I see this clip, it like, it kind of gets me. Uh, you know, I'm like, come on, yeah, it's man. irksome, man. It really is, and and I hope that he's somewhat changed his view on that. He does allow a lot more free speech than most people in terms of, I mean, well, he the got guy Sean Strickland that. right now yeah. is uh, is pretty out there with some of the stuff he says, but but nonetheless, Joe, um, you know, when you're seeing the little Nas X stuff, you saw that video. It's one thing to see all the we know all the blasphemous stuff that he's doing, but when you're seeing there, even talk about you know, mentally it's taking a toll on me. I know I try to put on a face because 
The truth is we all know, even when you're living a, that homosexual lifestyle or trans lifestyle or whatever, we know that you're living a lie and you're trying to convince yourself. So you're hearing him say it openly about his own mental state. Yeah, it's not just his mental state. The mental state comes because of the heart state. And the Bible says that we're all sick without Jesus, right? And uh, Jeremiah chapter 17, 9, the heart is deceitful, you know, desperately wicked, you know, who can know it? Uh, so it's interesting, though. Here's a guy who's like, well, I wasn't trying to offend anybody. Come on. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, he's a stripper pole down to hell giving Satan a lap dance. But also he put out the Satan shoes, you know, with a drop of blood supposedly in each soul with 666 on them and stuff. The, the guy's a lying hypocrite, you know. He's, he's, he's sorrowful for sure. And, you know, people that don't know Jesus are sorrowful. The Bible says Cain, you know, he wants to kill his brother, you know, and it's like, why is your countenance fallen? Why are you depressed? It's because... Well, if you do what's right, will not be accepted. And we have the joy of the Lord, you know. Amen. But it's really interesting because uh, the Bible talks about worldly sorrow versus godly sorrow. And what we heard there wasn't repentance. It wasn't godly sorrow. The Bible says worldly sorrow leads to death. So he's depressed. He's, he's, he's headed toward death. And godly sorrow leads to repentance. And that's the key is like a kid who gets, what's the difference? A, a kid gets his hand caught in the cookie jar and gets upset because he can't get that cookie right before dinner. And his mom has told him, definitely not. He goes and grabs it. Guess what, man? He's got worldly sorrow. He's crying. He's upset because he got caught. That's He's crying. He's upset because he got caught. And he's losing Christian fans. Losing Christian fans. How can you be a fan of this guy who's been promoting Satan, giving satanic uh, lap dances to the devil, promoting Satan's shoes, and blaspheming Christ by mocking him, by mimicking him, by putting himself on the cross? That's just all blasphemy. And he's going to be held to account. But I pray that he comes to Jesus before it's too late because... As you mentioned, Chad, he's going to bow down. He's going to confess Christ as Lord. So it's imperative uh, that we as Christians do what's right in the Lord and we seek him and we have the joy of the Lord and our countenances are lifted up because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength and the Bible says that we're to rejoice in our Redeemer. Amen. And like we said uh, earlier in the show, you know, we want to we want to leave this on a good note, actually, because all the time, obviously, we have to expose these things. And what we want to also do is make sure that this show is a show as well as Good Fight Radio show and as well as even the the messages as well. Blessed Hope Chapel on Wednesdays and Sundays. You guys can find a link in the description if you want to subscribe and hear messages, full-on messages uh, from the fellowship that, that we're a part of. But but we want that encouragement so you guys have answers when these things come up. That's why we do a new, new show and we record mm-hmm. it the latest day we possibly can before to get the most up-to-date news so that when you're at work, when you're with your friends, when you're taking your daughter or your son to their sports things and a parent comes up and starts bringing something up, you say, hey, I want to be able to take this thought captive, the obedience of Christ. That's what this exists for. So Joe, I want to also leave on a good note because we did just hear some great words before we got into some of them suppressing the name of Jesus. Heard some great things from CJ Stroud. And it is sad that it is really easy for people to use Jesus as a cuss word, uh, to blaspheme the, the name of Christ, to joke about him, to mock him and all this stuff. And it's totally fine in the mainstream. But man, you talk about Jesus, NBC, they're going to cut you off. CNN's going to cut you off. Fox News, in that clip, cut you off. NFL, the Redskins, cut you off. It's pretty frustrating. Yeah, and that's because, as we know, Satan is the prince of power of the air. Mm-hmm. He works through the children of disobedience. He hates the name of Jesus. He he doesn't want the true name of Jesus, the true gospel, to be presented. Uh, but it's also fascinating to me that, uh, you know, we should, as Christians, not go, oh, I mean, we should be bummed out that the world does this, that they're lost. You know, but at the same time, we should rejoice because this is exactly what the Lord said would happen. This shows that Jesus is coming and this shows you that his name is being lifted up. 
And this is the conflict Jesus said that there would be. In Matthew 24, he said in the end of days, he said in Matthew 24, 9, you know, that uh, uh, they'll hand you over, they'll deliver you to be persecuted and put you to death, and you'll be hated by all nations because of my name, the name of Jesus. There it is, you know. His name is a cuss word and throughout the world. That's not a coincidence. People don't yeah. hit their hand and say, oh, Buddha, or oh, Muhammad. They say, oh, Jesus, and, you know, they, they cuss. They use his name as a cuss word. But it's interesting because the Scriptures warn that, but Jesus, or that that would happen, and he says, many false prophets would rise, and he that endures to the end would be saved right after that. But it's interesting, Chad, because uh, Jesus warned that if we're ashamed of him, right, in his name, if we're ashamed of Jesus in Luke 9, it says that he'll be ashamed of us when he comes in his glory and his Father's glory with his holy angels. And we need to rejoice when we're persecuted. And when we see this, we need to say, you know what? Praise God, because we're going to keep preaching the name of Jesus. And I love in Acts chapter 4, verses 40 and 41, because it says that the Sanhedrin... Uh, they had the disciples, the apostles flogged. They whipped them, man. Hamburger meat on their backs. And they warned them not to preach in this particular city anymore. And you know what it says? They rejoiced. So it's an interesting contrast between their depression of the wicked and the, <laughs> and we and they're going through incredible persecution and they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer for his namesake. I love that. And you know what it says? Because uh, they said, don't preach his name anymore. The name of Jesus, Satan hates it. They rejoice. And then it says, uh, a little bit later, it says, they went right back and preached again, man. Let's rejoice that we are persecuted for his name's sake. And we see this going on. Let's rejoice that his name, that the prophecies are being fulfilled and Jesus is coming. Amen. And I love that you went to Acts 4, one of my first verses, I think maybe out of the first 10 I memorized, and it was Acts 4.20, for we cannot help but speak of the things that we have seen and heard. And I want to encourage you guys, Amen. make sure that your heart is so on fire for the Lord, you can't help but express the truth of the gospel to people. This is Chad Davidson, Pastor Joe, and this is 511 News. Love you guys. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.